0: Welcome back everybody. This is a gaming sessions. Gerald has this very interesting idea. Do? Yeah. Gerald thinks we should play Fortnite and try to make money.
1: I mean, it does seem to be very lucrative <laughs> for the ones who are good at it, just saying.
0: Indeed. And uh you gotta be good at it. I down I went ahead and downloaded it and I just played two rounds of team Rumble. Um, yeah, so that that'll be interesting. But uh, good afternoon and uh, go ahead and hit them with it. Uh,
1: thank you for joining us once again, everybody. Uh, hope you've been having a good day. good week. hope you've been being safe out there.
0: Did you just wake up? uh yes <laughs>
1: uh, still trying to stay on my correct sleep schedule cuz normally i just stay up for like 20 uh well not 24 but normally i'll just stay up for like 15 16 hours straight cuz i'm normally up for work all from like you know 6 p.m. all the way till like of 11 to about eleven forty-five in the morning and then i go to sleep wake up at six or seven and get ready to you know get a few things done before work and then get ready to go to work and go on to work and rinse repeat so oh. usually i would be asleep right now but what i've been doing is just staying up so Mm. i was like i should probably try to stop doing that because it's bad for me um
0: Mm. yeah so well that's that's fun i guess um so speaking of fun uh how about that week uh another I guess successful week. No, no one complained about me at work, um, but there was a there was a snag when uh, two carts that I needed last week didn't get delivered to me. So I had to bash together a Franken cart for Wednesday. Got that taken care of. Um, so I don't. So I don't know if you've ever heard. Of it, there's, app called Stereo where it'll just like connect you with some random person around the world. Uh, I decided to uh, jump on there the other day and ended up talking to a, I think a a trans person from the UK (laughs) and was told that I had a very uh, nice sounding voice and a nice laugh. and Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, uh, so I actually bought quite a few games this past week. Uh, a couple of them were on sale, thankfully, like uh Re- um,
1: quick interruption. I am sorry. I have to use the bathroom real quick. So keep talking. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. Uh, ReCore was a game that I've actually had my eye on because it, it just looked interesting, but, uh, uh, finally pulled the trigger on it yesterday. Cause it was like five bucks. So, uh, so yay for that. I played a little bit of it last night. Um, another game, uh, that, that I thought was interesting and, and purchased is called rad. It's a, uh, it's definitely a roguelike, but it's, a uh, it's 3d, uh, very much a love letter to the eighties. Um, Kind of double post-apocalyptic, um, interesting game. Uh, haven't been able to beat a boss on it yet, but it's interesting in with the mechanic that the more enemies you kill, it fills up a meter, and then when that meter fills, gets all the way full, you get a mutation. Like I had one where it was like this thing popped out of my back and it could jump off and just land on the ground and start shooting people, you know, an extra, extra set of hands, so to speak. And, uh, so that, that's, that's an interesting game. Another one I picked up is called Stellaris, the console edition. And that's, uh, a four X grand, I guess, grand strategy game. It's interesting. Um, so, so, yeah, now that you're back, uh, I wanted to tell you about Rad, one of the games I bought. Is that the uh, one with
1: the redhead on the front?
0: No, that's ReCore. Okay. No, Rad is a, uh, it's, a it's a roguelike, very unforgiving, um, like, it's like a love letter to the 80s. So, like, you, the uh, currency is like cassette tapes kind of thing. And and the, the interesting mechanic is the more enemies you kill, it fills a bar. And then when that bar is completely full, you get a mutation to help you in beating back all the all the enemies. I haven't been able to beat a boss yet though, because by the time I get there, I'm down to like one like it, it uses the the heart health system like uh Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm by the time I get to the boss, I've got like one heart left, and I just die. So it's not fun. <laughs> mm. But uh, so there was that, um, and I got Recor. Like I'd said, I got it for I think five bucks because it, like it's normally a twenty, but it was on sale, so I grabbed that. I grabbed uh, another interesting game called Risk of Rain Two. And this one, uh, the two, is a three D. Um, roguelike. Uh, I also got the first one, which is side scrolly. Excuse me. Uh, it's all right. Pixel graphics, kind of roguelike. And it's uh, also very unforgiving uh, in in play. But I, I was able to. Well, I was playing last night. I got through two teleporters before I ended up finally dying. Because. Uh, you start it you can start off easy, but the longer the game goes on and then when you teleport, the difficulty goes, you know scales up. And when I was at the third the third place, it was at hard difficulty and yeah, I didn't didn't last too well no, I lasted forty minutes on that run. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, trying to think if I had anything else I wanted to talk about. Uh, not really, so yeah, your turn. Okay.
1: Um, my week was pretty... Uh, not too much to my week this time, <laughs> Uh, Guilty Gear Strive is going to be having another open beta test since they pushed back the release of the full game to June... No, July 11th, I think it was. Um, So looking forward to that coming back up. I'm definitely going to do a recording for that. Um, That game's going to be really good when it comes out. Um, I don't know about the lobby, because they said they're going to be tinkering around with the lobby system and stuff, and maybe we'll see what new changes they've done um, in the beta. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, as far as games, um, <sighs> uh, I picked up, uh, I picked up Civ 6. Um, I was doing the tutorial for it. It seems boring, and not Civ 6, the game itself, just the, the tutorial is just, just boring. Um, Uh, I got through most of it, but then I got so bored, I was just like, I'll come back to this later. Um, (laughs) uh, I also picked up... And these things were all on sale. So Civ with Civ six has been going on and off sale for like the past month or two, okay. um, and it keeps going on sale for like fourteen bucks, which is really a steal. Like it's it's an incredibly good deal. That game is normally sixty dollars. Um, so okay. for it to go on sale for fourteen bucks is just amazing. So I, I just not gotten it so it went on sale for 14 bucks again and i was like okay i'll throw 14 bucks at it and grab that because most of the rest of my friends have it who uh who i play games with on steam they all have it and they've been doing big multiplayer campaigns and stuff with it so i was like well let me go ahead and get it and then i can just play with them and they can teach me how to play it and so on and so forth they just didn't have time this week they all had of course as soon as i pick it up Everyone already has other plans for the weekend, so they can't sit down and play it with me and show me how to play it. um, The new season of Diablo Three has uh, has started um, with the uh, update to the followers and them having their own uh, armor sets that you can put them put together with them with the emanate ability, meaning that if you give them a legendary item that has an ability and has emanate, you get the benefits of that ability and you don't have to use a slot. Um, so I've been, uh, I haven't sat down to fully equip them yet because I've been tinkering around with uh, playing around with the new set with my demon hunter. Um, though I can't find one that I really like outside of the one I already have on them. Um, but uh some of the emanate legendary items are really good to have on your companion. And while your companion still won't be doing any real damage. Um, the fact that you can equip them up in the stuff, uh, makes them, I don't know. It makes them a lot more useful. You still have to get the, you know, the, the token for them that makes it so that they can't die. Otherwise they just explode. The moment you get into real, into some like real fights. Um, but they just—they're—they're they're more useful now because they can give you extra stuff to help you survive or help you do more damage. Um, uh, also, it looks like the, la- the uh, each follower has four abilities. It seems like they reworked the last two abilities of every follower because, from what I can tell, each follower now their fourth ability is now an ability that keeps you alive so if you die they will revive you and bring you back um like every and, and it's on like a six it's on like a a minute to two minute cooldown. uh so like every like minute and a half they can do that if you die they can actually bring you back so they reworked some of the abilities um So I'll have to see if, uh, because for the longest time, the most useful uh, companion in my, in my point, from my point of view, the most useful companion was the sorceress, because she has the ability to turn enemies, she has an ability called Hex. And when she uses it, she can turn five to six enemies into chickens. And (laughs) while they're chickens, they can't do anything. It's basically an AoE stun. For like six or seven seconds. And that works on everything. Even the bosses. Uh, Well no. Hmm. I don't think it works on the bosses. It works on everything. Except like the major bosses. Like so like. It it doesn't work on the the lesser evils. Like uh, uh, Asmodan. Or his wife. uh, It doesn't work on like the name bosses but like elites or I want to say it works on the rift Guardians but I I don't think so but it works on everything else which is still really good um, and it made that made her the most useful companion for me um, so that's good so that has happened that is good um, there are talks of breath of the wild 2 in the air. I haven't played Breath of the Wild One yet. I need to sit down and do so. Um, but that seems like something exciting if they can fix the things that if they can fix the things that people have had issues with. Um, that seems like that will be exciting. Um, I'll have to sit down and play one before two comes out. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise has released. Um, it is out. It is uh, it is fully released and out on the Switch. It is apparently uh, it is just as good in its full release, if not better, than the uh, betas that were allowed that were being allowed to be played. Um, uh, so I, unfortunately, it's not going to come to PC until probably sometime. They're they're projecting literally 2022, and I'm like, oh. So I either have to get a Switch or I have to wait until next year to play it. Like, I see the game that they're playing. They're like, go buy a Switch. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to have to buy a Switch right now. Just put it on PC, too. You still get your money. You're just trying to sell your console. Don't, don't force me to buy your console. Just put it on PC and I'll buy it. I'll buy it right now. But, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, but that switch, though, we want you to,
1: get right? It. And the switch is a good console. There's no reason not to get it. I just don't want to spend the money right now. Like, it's still a $500, it's still a, uh, it's like 400 and something dollars. That's still almost a $500, uh, purchase, right? Purchase. And I'm always iffy about mm. those. I, I recently made a $500 purchase and I, don't want to make another one this year if I can if I can avoid
0: it um, hmm. like if I'm was that that game you were talking about hmm was that that board game you were talking about yeah so yeah I
1: don't want to have to do that again now <laughs> so now if it now if I find out that uh, you know, the board game's unavailable, and you know, the they refund game. me my money, then maybe then I'll turn around and just use it on the Switch. But until that happens, there's no... I don't want to make another huge purchase like that. Um, but Monster Hunter Rise, it just... It, it's really good. It's done a lot to clean up the quality of life from Monster Hunter World. So Monster Hunter World 2, when that comes to console and PC, is just Going to be ridiculously good. That's that is going to be another game of the year candidate. Um, let's see. Um, I would talk about some world news, but I don't know how, but most of it is just dumb bullshit. Um, the, they've been finding a lot of weird stuff going uh, Well, except for like the astrologic... The, uh, is it astrological? I want to say yes. Astrological science that's been going on. They've been finding a lot of weird shit going on in space. Apparently there's something invisible eating through some of our neighboring galaxies. Uh, so they're monitoring that with avid interest. Yeah. Um, uh i'm trying to think of anything else that actually is (sighs) nah i think that's about it for my week um like i i think i talked about how i got promoted at my job at one uh, uh maybe one or two podcasts ago and i got into the position and i was like oh no I should not have done this. (laughs) This is not where I want to be. I was like, "Oh no!" I don't know if that's always the way it is when it comes to promotions. I assume if it's something you really want to do, it's not. But like, I went over. It it was. It was more money. Um, It was the same amount of work. It was more money and all of the like all co-workers were like yeah you should go do that oh you should go do it you should do that it's like oh you'd be good over there it's like oh and you'd be making so much more money so instead of listening to myself i took the advice of other people which never works out for me which is why i rarely do it and i you think i'd learned my lesson by now um But I I listened to all of them, I applied for it, I passed the tests. I got into the position, and I'm talking day one, day one of doing the position, I was like, oh no, this is not for me, I should not have done this, and I tried to talk to my uh, supervisor about it, or at least the guy ahead of me, and I was like, oh, oh, I fucked up, I fucked up real bad, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to be honest about it. And it's just, just, Hey, I fucked up real bad. Could I just go back to my original position? This is not where I should be. And he, he checked for me. Uh, he's a pretty good guy. He, he went to HR and he checked for me. He's like, Hey, he's yeah. He said, no, he, you know, he, he, he made, he made a bad, this is not where he should be. Uh, can he just go back to his original position? And they were like, yeah, well, we spent the money to train him for the position and stuff. So he's going to have to stay there for 90 days and, and then he can apply for another position. And I was like, Ugh. so I've, I'm stuck for a minimum of 90 days. And that's if my original position is still open at the end of that 90 days to reapply for. Uh, <laughs> so i'm just taking it one day the first week is this was the first week so the first week is down like i went out and got like on my calendar i've marked exactly 90 days uh it is uh what april may june so like not even july 1st it would be like July 20th I believe is the exact point of, of 90 day ter- of the 90 day term. So I'm just taking it one day at a time and hoping time goes by quickly. but yeah I I oof oof I should not uh, <laughs> I should not have done. I'm not gonna go and there are actual legitimate reasons why this position, was a bad choice for me. And I'm not talking about, like, just, uh, personally, but I'm talking about actual safety hazards and physical safety hazards. Like, seriously. Um... I was talking to uh, after uh, this weekend, uh, I ran into one of my other co-workers, one of my friends, and I was talking to him about it. And he was even like, yeah, dude, I was over there for a little while and started seeing some of the bullshit that was going on. And I I was like, I can't fuck with this. And he left, too. So he had also gone over to this, this basically department or position, <clears throat> had seen the bullshit that was happening and was like, nope. <laughs> if I if I had known beforehand, I never would have taken the position. If I had honestly known what was going on, I never would have taken the position. Uh, but hindsight is 2020, isn't it?
0: Unfortunately.
1: So I guess at this point all I can do is uh, is basically bear with it, hope that the three months of uh, uh, the three months of the pay raise is worth the three months of being in the department and just hope I can get back to my original position at the end of my three-month term. That's all I can do. And, like, all of the supervisors and stuff are like, dude, and this this is really the messed up part about it. What they have me doing, I'm really good at. Like, every, and, like, like of course like when 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 the business wants you to do something they're going to blow smoke up your ass like they they're, they're, they're going to dirty their nose to make you think oh you're you you know you're doing so good and so it's like cuz they want you to stay in that position they want you to do the position they may need somebody in that position right so like everybody who i have been working with has been like oh you're doing so good and you're doing really well it's like oh how does it feel now and then, like everybody's being really nice and I'm like um, so, and, and the thing is, I am doing really well at the position. Uh, I'm good at it. It just sucks that the thing that I'm good at, I don't want to do <laughs> is in an, and and is in a, is in an actual unsafe environment. So it's like, uh, hmm. um, sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> well I wouldn't say that but then again other people's definition of fun could be different from mine um but yeah so that happened so um hopefully these three months goes by quick uh outside of that um uh as usual things have been fairly quiet which is the way I like to keep it um like, I, I feel like I, well, because of the pandemic, there's not many places you can go, not many things you can do, but I never really went out and did things or went places even before the pandemic. But at the same time, I'm doing my best to save money and save as much as I can. But I think uh, once the COVID thing has, you know, gotten under control and it's, you know, verifiably you know, safe for us to be running around. I know they've been doing the vaccinations and stuff. And the vaccinations aren't, the vaccinations as far as I can tell and as far as I've heard and read and investigated for myself, they're not a cure. They're a preventative measure. They, if you get vaccinated, you are less likely to pass the COVID virus on. But it's not curing you of it. Like, you can still get it again, and other people can still get it from you, but it is making it less likely for you to pass it on. So it is a preventative measure. It is not a cure. Um, so it is still dangerous for you to be – it is still dangerous for certain people um, to be around you without a mask because they might be susceptible to COVID and die from it. Um, And unfortunately up here, because the vaccinations have started to be given out more and more people are uh, going around without their masks on. And because there's the, the citywide mandate has been taken from mandatory mask wearing to now you can't Mandatorily make people wear their masks. A lot more people are like, "Well, fuck it. It's been handled. There's no problem." So people are just, so more people than ever are just running around without masks on or anything. Um. So. Uh, um. But yeah, I'm. But basically, my original point of that little uh, off the rails was that I probably am going to have to sit down and plan out a trip somewhere. I'd like to go to, I know I went to a Comic-Con a couple of years ago. Um, I would like to go to another big, uh, like, ga- I would like to go to like a ga- a big game event because I've never actually been to one as of yet. So I think what I'm going to do is keep monitoring how they're going to be doing events and stuff, because I think there was an article stating that now people can they can have like concerts and stuff, but only up to like 300 people at a time or something like that. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. If it's, if they start having big events like video gaming events and things like that again, and they're doing it safely I might plan out a trip to go to one. And then I can tell you guys about that and my experiences there. Um, but yeah, hmm. outside of that, that's basically my week. <laughs> like, nothing too big.
0: All righty. Well, um, so that was kind of short. So let's go ahead and uh, I guess keep going. Uh, we'll move right on to reviews. WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I I watched these today, and I don't I don't know what what's going on today, but uh, like Christy canceled Disney Plus. And I, you know, pulled up and it was like, "Hmm, T-t-t-t- call? Did you cancel Disney Plus?" She's like, "Yeah." Oh, why? Well, we're, we're reviewing shows that are on Disney Plus. Like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so i might have spent the 799 twice cuz like when whenever you set shit up like this on a on a on a console you have to like go to a website put this code in and, and all of this and uh, i don't know it was it was weird but one <sighs> division I, I don't know it, it it's seeming rather silly to me but who knows maybe it'll a little more serious in the next couple episodes
1: well yeah it's it's supposed to I haven't watched any episodes past the ones we're reviewing so one and now two but I've been seeing a lot of like random spoilers because I go online a lot so it's hard for me to not so I've seen like one or two spoilers Um, but nothing so major that I don't still need to watch the show so I, like, I don't really have a context for when they happened or why they happened or what their significance is. Only that they happened, you know, like, oh, a hat appeared in episode six. It's like, oh, well, OK, what does that mean? So I don't have any context <laughs> for what has happened. Um, <clears throat> uh, are we going to talk about WandaVision first? Yeah. OK, so might as well. I see what they're. I see what they're doing with WandaVision. Vision, um, and it was more apparent to me in. Uh, it was more apparent to me in this episode than the first episode, because Wanda has made her own little pocket space dimension. Um, it is very obvious that everything is happening. Like I was watching it. And I was like, "Is this Wanda's perfect vision of a perfect life? Is that what this is?" And because, yeah, because if as you're watching it, you realize that first off, all of the people aren't fabrications. I think they're all real people because when she goes to the one uh, party. With the when uh, when her friend uh, I I keep forgetting names, but when her friend get takes her to the one party with the head lady in the neighborhood, the one she was like, yeah, you get in, mm-hmm. you get in good with Dolores. I don't know if her name was Dolores or not, but I, I,
0: yeah, I think it was
1: probably- yeah. Like I remember Doloreses from old TV shows like this, and the name was always Dolores, and she was the big head honcho you had to get in good with, and she was always the head of the bake sales and stuff. But so they go over to the they go over to her place and while they're on their way, her friend is telling her, you get in good with her, then you have access to schools for your kids, you have access to all the high society stuff. And I hate that. I hate that you have to kiss somebody's ass in order to have access to the good things. They even talked about that on your red pill. Uh, on the Red Pill podcast that you like to listen to, they uh, the, the mm. people who did that, they talked about the same thing. They finally got into a position in the libertarian circle to where they had access to all the schools and stuff, because if you didn't get in good with that circle, it could stop you from getting to that point. But because they had finally made it, their kid had access to all the best stuff in life. And I was like, That's fucked up, though. I mean, it's reality, but man, that's really fucked up. And now, personally, I feel like I don't... Personally, I feel like there are more than enough opportunities in life. You don't have to specifically kiss any one person's ass just to have access to them. But then again, that... What the red pill podcast talks about with the when it comes to those circles is a completely different world. So I cannot accurately or intelligently talk about how that works. All I know is it should actually be burned down. Like there should be a fucking Inquisition. And that shit should be burned down to the ground to the ground. Um because that shit hmm. is not okay. That kind of inner circle bullshit. See, when people talk about like the Illuminati and shit, that's the kind of that's the kind of shit the Illuminati would do. It's a big good old boys club or a big uh club jacket. It's one of those exclusive rings that we pull you in, that we may admit you to, and if we don't admit it to you, then you don't have access to, like, certain uh, jobs. You don't have access to certain connections. You don't have access to certain schools. And these might be things that you want for yourself or your kids that you're just being denied access to because a certain group of people don't like you. Not that you're even a bad person, but you're not one of their people, right? It's to say it's the same thing when um, preferential treatment is given at like uh, preferential uh, uh, selection is done at a school. So let's say like uh, like MIT, and you have someone who donates to the school often, and their ki- and and then you have someone who's equally qualified so someone who donates to the school their kid applies and then someone who doesn't donate to a school their kid applies they're equally qualified but guess who gets the the guess who gets the spot as a student the one who parents donate to the school that kind of peripheral treatment and it even goes further as well the person who doesn't donate is actually more qualified than the person who does and the person who does still gets it Because they donate. So that kind of preferential treatment Mm. needs to fucking stop. Um yeah. But uh (laughs) agreed. Yeah. So Wanda goes in, and I I actually also love another thing that they did in this episode where Dottie, you said her name was the the head Mm -hmm. the head bitch. Uh she's like uh mm-hmm. she's like oh we're going to be doing this for the children and everybody in sync goes for mm-hmm. the yep. children and i'm like oh wow that's so good because the moment anyone <laughs> in the, in a position of authority or power says for the children everyone falls the fucking line like a bunch of dumbasses you hear like the phrase for the children has been used To do just the stupidest shit for the longest time throughout history, but what about the children? But we're doing it for the children. Think about how the think about how it affects the children. It's like, (laughs) but is it a stupid idea? Yeah, then don't do it. But the children, the children will be fine if it's a stupid idea. Don't do it. If it's a good idea, get that shit done. <laughs> like for the children has been used to to literally stop reasonable process uh, re- has been used to stop reasonable progress and has been used to push forward stupid heinous shit. And I love that every time in this episode, they're like for the children and they use it as a mantra. Also, at the end of the episode, you also kind of understand that what happens at the end of the episode was also what that was about as well. Um, and then there is uh, now before she goes to the dinner with Dottie, she finds a little helicopter and it's in full color. Uh-huh. And it's the only thing in color in the yep. picture. I also noticed that when they weren't focusing directly on the helicopter, they'd blur it. And that is significant to me because she's holding it up in front of her face. And they're focused on her face. So the helicopter is blurred. But the helicopter isn't far away from her. They could have just had them both in the scene and been clear. There was no reason to blur the helicopter, but it was only when they purposely viewed the helicopter by itself that it came in clear. I don't know if that means anything. It makes it seem like Wanda had to actually focus on the helicopter in order to see it correctly. I guess. Like I, I
0: mm. and did you notice the emblem? Uh, no, it I didn't. Yeah, <clears throat> there the uh, the sword emblem was uh, on it as well. I, I didn't see like right, right there near the near the cockpit, I think. And uh, so, like when when they go to the to the to the when when Wanda goes to the um, to meet Dottie and, and all that, and like they're all in a in a circle talking. I, I got a really big Stepford Wives yeah. vibe from it, especially Dottie. And uh, like, and, and you're not lying when you when you said head bitch because she yeah she's bitch. in
1: a position of authority she knows <laughs> it and she abuses it because of course she does why wouldn't she like it's it, a story as old as time um like the one girl makes a bad like, comment or she forgot to do something and Dottie like like says it in a joking manner but flat out says well you're cut off from ever being able to like she basically cuts her off from having a position on one of the boards right she's just like oh well you're never getting that it position.
0: was uh, it was <laughs> you know she had asked about the the chairs because the 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 chick was like yeah the the track lighting's from my store and what about the chairs um i didn't ask about the chairs well i guess you'll never chair another thing again will you
1: (laughs) 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 yeah like and wanda and the uh geraldine and that name stuck out to me because well it's part of my name and because it was so counter to every other name like it reminds me of one of the jokes that uh that me and my friends would make around the, the table because I would come up with like weird, elaborate names for my characters. And sometimes the uh, other, uh, my friends would come up with just simple names and it'd be like, oh, it's Todd, John, Jimmy, and Jamal. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, you got a point. You got a point. Um, but yeah, so. Like, it, it almost feels like it was singling her out. Now, one of the spoilers that I came across is that there's a certain character who's going to show up later on in this series, but I'm not sure if Geraldine is that character. I, I Like, I kept looking, and I was like, I don't think so, but it could be. Um, but I couldn't be sure. Um. So, I'll have to wait till I think, two or three more episodes to find out. Uh, um, Let's see. So, we did that. Uh, While they're at the party, Wanda talks to Dottie, and um, they have a bit of a disagreement. Um, and Wanda tries to assure Dottie that she's not there to hurt anyone. And Dottie's like, I don't believe you. And then a, uh, the radio next to them starts fritzing out. And you start hearing, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, Wanda. So I assume these are the first, the, the helicopter in this are the first sort of, like, uh, chips in her dimension like, let, tr- like, sort of like, because even Wanda seems like she's in kind of a trance. And then Dottie, once they hear that, she goes, who are you? Which is why it feels like, at first, I thought everything was a fabrication but Wanda. But as we continue going, I'm starting to think that all of the people with them are real people that Wanda sucked into her own world. And now this also gives rise to a lot of like, what exactly is Wanda's power? It, and the way this show does it is it gives the impression that Wanda can literally warp reality. And that's not technically, that's not actually true. What Wanda, Now in the show, maybe that's what she's doing. She might just be warping reality the way she wants it to be. That that literally might be exactly what's going on. But with Scarlet Witch, as far as I'm aware, as far as her powers, it is probability manipulation. So it's think of it as she has the ability to turn the odds on a lottery ticket from point zero 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 nine percent to like five percent, right? that's her ability it's probability manipulation she has the ability to increase the probability of something happen and decrease the probability of something happening but she and when she does that it has the effect of causing reality warping like phenomenon so if she has so this big dimension she's created for herself is her manipulating probability to the point of saying, well, if the percentage of all of these very minor things was a 100%, you'd get this. And so that I feel is, like, that I feel is what has happened. Think of it sort of like when you travel back in time and you step on a blade of grass and you come back to your normal time, and now no one knows who you are because because you stepped on that blade of grass in your normal time you were never born it's kind of like that um mm. but everybody is sort of fighting against it because her powers aren't necessarily permanent so um like scarlet witch is at her peak and omega level mu- like, she, she is an Omega-level mutant at the peak of her power. Um, so she's not anything to fuck with. Uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, so it feels like there are little chinks and stuff being, like, being uh, chipped away at her dimension. Someone seems like they're either trying to communicate with her or trying to get in. And the way he's like, who's doing this to you, and the way that in the previous episode it ends with them viewing what she's seeing, also makes me feel like she's just laying on a table somewhere asleep, and they're trying to figure out how to wake her up. Um, so this might all be a dream world. I, I, I don't know. Um Then uh, they go over to Vision and he's he's hanging around with the boys because he thinks it's a neighborhood watch because this episode started off with them being scared by a tree branch knocking on the window. And I like how and see everything that happens in WandaVision is significant because everything is happening in a way that Wanda believes it should happen. So it's like they hear like she has the ability to make things appear out of nothing, to float things. He can move through objects. He can uh, I don't think we've seen him fly. Vision has the ability to fly, but I don't think we've seen him actually fly yet. Um,
0: They did it. He did it in this episode for the magic show. And then like she corrects it by uh, making it looked like if it was a, a rope and pulley that yeah. was... That was um, I, well,
1: I hadn't gotten to that part yet, but yeah. <laughs> so, he's all scared and jumping into the bed, and jumping back into the bed, and then they hear it again, and she pulls the two beds together. First off, she... And, and I'm like, okay, so she feels like her husband is should be a good dude. She... It is obvious that Wanda and Vision both know what they are because they they talk about him putting, they show him, oh, I better put on my human face, you know. So they know he's like a robot, and uh, an almost and an almost indestructible one at that. Like it took Thanos to remove the stone from his forehead, um, and yet he acts like a normal scared husband, right? He's not the jock; he's the. Like, he, he's the guy who made straight A's in school and went to college and founded a business, right? He's that guy. He, he doesn't fight. So he's just as scared as her jumping back in the bed. She's pulling the beds together. But that also means, like, so she believes that in her perfect world as husband and wife, they sleep in separate beds.
0: Oh, that's, that's well, a product of the time. Like, back in the, back in the 50s. They, you know, husbands and wives would literally sleep in separate That's beds. That's
1: so weird. Like, but <laughs> why? Like your husband yeah. and wife? Why though? Impropriety! How dare you? But share your the husband. Same bed. I thought the entire point <laughs> of you becoming husband and wife is so you could share the same bed. I thought that was the entire
0: point. Well, I guess when you're, when you're making additions to the family, otherwise, you know, you, you know, you wear, you know, you, you, you wear those sleep clothes and you, you get in your bed on that side of the, of the room and I get in my bed on this side of the room. You stay there. Because impropriety or some shit. I don't know. It, it's, it's dumb but it's, yeah, uh, it's a problem. OK, I,
1: I I wasn't aware that was a real thing. I thought the entire thing was that was only that way until you actually got married. And the whole point was it was improper until you were married, because once you were married, well, of course, <laughs> like, I, uh, that's so weird. That's so weird. Um, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah. so that happens. The thing with Dottie happens, and once again, uh, the color bleeds into her world, literally, because Dottie crushes her glass during the radio fiasco, and she starts bleeding, and the blood is bright red in the black and white world. Um, then we move on to Vision, and he's paling around with the guys, having you know, uh, breaking the ice, having a, starts having a good time with them. One of them offers him gum. He takes it, swallows it, and it gums up his works and, and it makes him start acting like he's drunk. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Good. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really weird, but I, I, that, it's that kind of stupid, cheesy sitcom comedy
1: yeah. stuff. Because I I'm sitting here and I'm like, really? He's the most sophisticated techno- technological leap on the planet, and he's gummed. And he gets fucked up by some gum. I mean, I guess, I guess it is a win that he didn't just break him, right? It just made him act weird. And like, I guess it's also a win that he just didn't go. That when it gummed up his works so it changed him like it did he just didn't go on a homicidal killing spree I guess that's also a win so (laughs) just made him act a little drunk um so yeah oh they were also practicing for a magic show for a talent show that everyone was doing and also there was another for the children yeah for For the children
0: children. and then
1: (laughs) um He's at the boys thing, and he's talking and remember in the first episode when his boss was telling was was uh admonishing the other guy for wearing like a turtleneck and serving certain food, so he basically had fired him, so that guy was yeah. at the gathering of the dudes, and I was like, "Wait, he got fired. What is he doing now It's like i mean i." Uh, I don't know I I, I just found it odd that he was I, I didn't expect him to be a recurring character um but in any case so that happens uh he gets they get to the talent show vision is all drunk and acting and acting weird and like you said they start going through the different um the different uh, magic acts they're doing, um, and he, you know, he does the flying. He uses the rope to cover it up. Uh, they uh, teleport Geraldine into the box where you know Wanda was supposed to disappear from and then reappear. Uh, and he does one other thing that they uh, explain away with mirrors. Oh, he pulls his hat like through his body or out of his body. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah he pulls it, pulls it, it through, through his body, through his body. Yeah. Um, and yeah and the whole time they were doing the magical act I was like yeah they all think it's just this big comedy they th- like Wanda was like oh god oh god we're fucking up so bad and I was like no they all think it's this big comedy thing like everybody's just laughing at it like no one yeah so that that, and yeah, like Dottie gets up on stage before the act goes on and she's like, she does the for the children there. It's for the children. And i like, of the corn. I like, I finished their sentence. I'm like, of the corn. Yeah, for the, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 like, so um, they do the magic act, it goes over spectacularly. Um, And there's one thing I also noticed in this episode about Wanda and Vision. The actor and actress playing them are, at least from my perspective, they are having the time of their lives. Like, they love doing this. They are having so much fun playing these characters. And And you can just, you can see it in their performance because their performances are so vibrant. Like, if that is not the case, if they are miserable and they just want to get away from this show, someone let me know. Because they seem like they are having so much fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and if they are miserable, they're damn they're
1: damn good like I've seen good actors be miserable in the roles that they play and you can tell. Like you you can tell when an actor is phoning it in. If you if you have watched that actor enough, you can tell when they're phoning it in. Um
0: like with The Lion King. Right, but remake.
1: D- Danny Glover and um <laughs> Beyoncé don't really do do it very. They they don't act a lot, right? But you could tell they just they they were un. They they were just collecting a paycheck. You can tell they were just collecting a paycheck. Especially Beyonce. Beyonce didn't give a fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then so like at the end of the episode, like after after all that, uh, after they. Pulled basically pulled off, pulled it all off. Like, she she magically, she becomes, magically
1: becomes like two to three months pregnant,
0: right? And well, I, I that's that why
1: that's why I emphasize uh, the four the children. Because I believe the repeating of that mantra is what led to her then becoming... Because even her friend was like, you know, schools. And Wanda was like, well, she was like, we can only hope. And then they're like, for the children, for the children. And it had like a double... it, it, It gave it to me a double meaning because it was the whole indoctrinated for the children but at the same time it was almost like Wanda it's time for you to have children and then at the end of the episode boom she's like three months pregnant
0: <laughs> so hopefully the next episode explains what the fuck was up yeah, with the at the end the of the episode
1: <laughs> Wanda and Vision hear something go bang at outside again they go out to check it and they go out on the street And a manhole cover is being pushed up. And I'm like, holy crap, did they put it in WandaVision? Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) And so it rolls back, and a dude gets out, and he's in a bee suit, and he's surrounded by bees. And I'm like, is this her interpretation of what she's looking at? Or is this actually what she's looking at? Because this is just weird regardless. And then the guy in the B-suit is looking around and then immediately turns his head to look at Wanda and Vision and Wanda just goes no and the whole and the entire event rewinds back to when they heard the sound and then I think they just don't hear the sound
0: yeah yeah she she looks at her and she's like no yeah and she noped it
1: (laughs) and then that's how the episode that's how the episode ends so, yeah, so I assume the next episode we're going to see like some real, like, fucky shit going on. Um, because it looks like they're accelerating that, it looks like they're accelerating the encroachment on her perfect little world.
0: And then also at the very, very end, oh, yeah, 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 and at the very end,
1: everything becomes colorized. That's right. Which is like the progress from black and white TV to yeah. color TV. Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So overall, very, very odd. What a good,
1: I think it was a good one though. It is an odd episode, but I think it was a good episode. I feel like it was a better episode than the first episode. Um, and I do have to remark, the actress that plays Wanda is just she is so attractive when she does
0: Hmm? she's an Olsen sister
1: oh is she how many sisters do the Olsen twins have
0: well it's Mary Kate Ashley and then her as far as I know there's three of them but yeah she's Hmm. she's an Olsen okay
1: she's more attractive than her sisters
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but but to be fair, like the last picture I saw of the twins, they were like yeah. bean poles, like clutching each other for warmth, kind <laughs> <laughs> of looking, yeah. looking like refugees or something, just clutching each other for warmth because they yeah, have. Yeah, that's a thing in Hollywood.
1: Phones. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it is about getting into that circle of fame and riches where. All the women and even the men just diet and diet and diet until it looks unhealthy.
0: I think it has a tie-in with fashion because, like, if you've if you've seen fashion models, they're just as as skinny and look and look like they could use a good steak.
1: But yeah. But uh, yeah, like, I just wanted to remark it like because in the first episode, I didn't think anything of it. And I don't know, for some reason, in the second episode, I just kept noticing it's like, man, she is really attractive, especially when she does like the little like head tilts and the like sort of the like funny mannerisms she does as the housewife. Not because she's that, not because she is the housewife, mm. but like she does these funny little mannerisms in her character, and they're really adorable.
0: Like, so yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, she also uh, when when she met with all the other wives, like she was wearing not a period outfit. Like she was wearing slacks and
1: oh you're right. And everyone else in was in jacket. a dress. Because at that time you wore a dress if you were a girl. Like if you were a woman, you wore a dress. You didn't wear pants. Pants were for men. Wow.
0: Yeah. And so and they, they remarked on that too, I think. Er, Agnes yeah. is the is the friend. She remarked about it and uh, yeah. I forget if he said didn't. anything about uh, it too, Agnes's remark
1: yeah. was uh um,
0: uh hmm? it Was too late. Like when when uh when Wanda asked about the outfit uh Yeah, that's but she wasn't here. talking
1: about the outfit. Kind of, yeah. She is talking about Wanda's personality cuz Wanda was like, well, hopefully I'll just be able to be myself and everything will be fine. And Agnes was like, eee. she put on that ooh <laughs> kind of uh, look. <laughs> uh, Agnes is right. fun. Like I, I, I like Agnes. Like, like I, like I could see, I, I could see taking Agnes home. Agnes is fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine, <laughs> and. Uh... The commercial this time was interesting. Now, um, help help me refresh my memory. Strucker, because they they the, they call the watch a Strucker. Was that the dude from Hydra who put his maybe? But on the I don't
1: remember. Your guess is as good as mine on that one. Like I paid so little attention to the Ultron MCU movie because it was bad. Like,
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I can't disagree with you because I only watched it the one time, and it's like the second longest. Uh,
1: I don't know, I don't think I, I want to say no, like, I want to say no, but I don't know for sure,
0: yeah, because the only one that's longer. Is because yeah. it's like three hours, and I think Age of Ultron yeah. was like two two forty five or something.
1: It like didn't that. seem like it was that long. <coughs> Usually, bad movies seem like they're longer, but it didn't seem like it was that long. Then again, it's been a while since I've seen it, so eh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it will get more interesting because yeah, that the episode was cute, but yeah it, I was, it was really hard to keep interest, at least for me.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: All right, so let's move on. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. First thing I got to say, those motherfuckers, hair, mm-hmm. so out of regulation. And I'm not the only one who made that comment. Like one of the guys I used to work with at the airport, he made the same comment on on his Facebook, and I was like, "Yeah, I noticed that too." Like, uh, so we we find out in in this that the new Captain America is John Walker. I think I, I said that last week, but and also, uh, funny enough, uh, the actor mm. is Kurt Russell's son, and you can mm. you can kind of see it in like the middle face area, like his eyes, his nose, his jaw. You can definitely tell yeah. it's a, he's Kurt Russell's kid. Yeah. Um, but like you, you see, you see the, the, the episode opens up with him unzipping the, the garment bag that's holding the new captain America outfit. And it, it's, it's kind of a, a humanizing thing. Cause later on, you know, he, he he's just turn he turns out to be an asshole basically, and uh, you, you you can see it. It's kind of humanizing him. And uh, was that girl his that I don't know. I don't think they
1: actually said in the episode, and it's the only time we see her this episode. Um, they talked like they used to yeah. date, so maybe an ex wife or an ex girlfriend that he's still friends with, like they talk like their relationship yeah. is past, they talked uh, the impression i got is that the relationship was past tense not ongoing
0: right but like it's it's like i said it's humanizing like you see him you know trying to you know how how to best go about you know being captain america or, you know, he's, he's sitting there, he's looking, he's in, I guess it's an old high school locker room, right? And he's sitting there, you know, just kind of looking at the suit. She, she talks to him, she leaves. And then his friend, who's a, a, a Sergeant major. uh, Maybe, and maybe it's because they're special forces, but a dude that young is not going to be a Sergeant major and his hair Ooh, so out of regs. Like, um, hair touching the ears. They both got sideburns. That, that's nah, not how maybe they're
1: give, being given special exception because they're captain. their new Captain America and Captain America sidekick. Like, I like how they made <laughs> that dynamic where they gave a new Captain America to one-to-one with Sam, and then... Uh, since Winter Soldier is kind of like his sidekick, they then gave the new Captain America a sidekick. <laughs> I like how they kind of did that. They kind—it's kind of a mirror. It's kind of a weird mirror that they did there.
0: Yeah, and uh, there, there's something funny that happens later on in the episode with the sidekick. But yeah, so. Like he's he's psyching himself up. He goes out and it's an episode of Good Morning America, right? And um, you know he's trying to be all humble and everything, but the the host is like, "Oh no no no, you're being humble." That, you know, for those of you who don't know this guy's resume, he's you know split the atom, you know cured cancer, did all this stuff. Has uh, what they say Harvard medical schools like did a study on his body or something and and this and
1: that. Which is weird because he's not a super soldier. He's not a mutant. He said himself he doesn't have powers or anything, but the way he wields the shield makes it seem very much like he does. And when they were going over that stuff, they were talking about how all of the parameters that they tested were at their max, basically. So... I don't know. He's kind of like Batman and where he's not a superhuman, but he's at peak physical human condition. So,
0: yeah. That's about the only way that you could you could pull that off is being, you know, peak, you know, like you said, peak human. Yeah, which if you condition. think
1: about actual peak human physical condition, it is superhuman, really. And also the simple fact that the human body can't function at peak efficiency for long strings of time. It it, it wears us – it kills us pretty much. It wears us out. That's why usually you only get it when you get like an adrenaline rush and you get like the increased strength and your brain is working so fast that things slow down around you. Like these are things that actually – are scientifically happen and can be proven that happened to human beings, but this is a mode, this is a last-ditch survival mode, because the body can't keep that kind of shit up. If he's just a normal human, his body literally cannot keep doing that all the time. That's why the...
0: Yeah, and and, you, and we see that later, uh, Well, too,
1: I... Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Yeah, that's why the whole... That's why whenever they talk about somebody who functions at peak human physical condition like Batman, I'm like, yeah, but that's not actually a thing. In order for him to be able to function like that 100% of the time, he'd have to be a metahuman. A normal human would die inside of a a year or two. They would literally burn their bodies out.
0: Hmm. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. And, 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 and it also still sets up like, like humanizing him, you know, showing, you know, that he, how can I, how can I put it like from, from what Chewie told me, you know, a couple weeks ago, this Captain America is an asshole. And he's, you know, Captain America, you know, whatever it takes. And you can, at least, I, I, I see it. I saw it, you know, uh, late in, in the scene later on. And uh, so, you know, he, it's humanizing him, and then uh, also we, it cuts to Bucky, like sitting on the floor of his apartment or whatever, seeing this, you know, seeing the people being used yeah. by someone who's not Steve or Falcon. That pisses him off. It does.
1: <laughs> I know his. I know his mind isn't in the right state of frame. Is, but I felt like I don't know. Steve. Steve. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Winter no. uh, Soldier. Bucky. Bucky. Bucky's animosity Bucky. Yeah. against the new Captain America, like it's it's a little over the top. Like, yeah, he may not like it, but it's like <laughs> you are going out of your way to be an asshole over some shit that even this guy mostly didn't have. Mu- like, he, he's military and he was offered the, the position of Captain America because Captain America isn't there. And the guy who was going to be Captain America turned it down and you you're taking out your frustration literally on the wrong person. He hasn't done anything yet to, to to warrant the amount of animosity. Like you could you could you can absolutely go. I don't like him because he took up the shield. Fuck that guy. But the amount of animosity that Bucky is showing throughout the entire episode is a little overboard and childish.
0: Mm, yeah, but uh, it, later on, it, it, you know it. At least I can understand oh, I do. why he has. Uh, I'm one.
1: saying he's, he's he goes overboard yeah. with it. Like I got no problems with him, like meeting the guy and go, oh, you took up the new shield, fuck you, and then walking away. Like I got no issues with that, but it's this <laughs> constant passive aggressive bullshit. Like it, 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 uh, it, like I mean, it would have been better. If he'd have just squared off with the guy and they just had their fight and been done with it, right? But no, it's this passive aggressive dumb shit that's happening all throughout the episode.
0: Yeah. So uh, Bucky confronts Sam about it when Sam's on his way to Munich to, you know, investigate the, this this uh, Flag Smashers group, and. And in, in typical buddy, you know, like buddy cop comedy fashion, they both start out fucking just hating each other. Mm. Right. So, like, uh, you know, Sam's walking down the stairs and then there's Bucky. And he's like, why'd you give up the shield? It's like, eh, nice to see you, too, Bucky. Uh, I've got shit to do over here. It's like, well, no, no. Why did you give up the shield, though? It's like, I don't have time to talk to you, Bucky. I've got, to, I've got shit to deal with over here like well i'm going with you then so <laughs> and uh and sam's like no you're not yes i am no, you're not and they're both in the plane when the next scene happens and they're uh so like they're flying like 200 feet above ground and well that that doesn't matter right now but you know they're 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 flying they're in germany they're flying towards munich and bucky's just like giving it giving him the stink eye like, you know, like stare, like he's just staring him down with the, uh, with the thousand yard winter soldier stare kind of thing going on and still asking, you know, why do, you know, why did you give up the shield and, you know, what's, what's the plan? And, you know, Sam's just ignoring him. He's like, oh, so there's no plan. Great. Gotcha. And, uh, Sam's like, oh, I got a plan. And Bucky's like, well, what is it? And he jumps out. <laughs> and then Bucky turns to uh, Torres, who's who's there on the plane, too. He's like, where's the chute? And Torres is like, well, uh, we're 200 feet above ground, so you know, don't really need a chute. And then Bucky's like, all right, fine. I don't need one anyways. And then he just throws, he rips, I don't know why he, he felt the need to rip his sleeve off. Yeah,
1: me neither. They, 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 they gotta show the arm, off. man. He, he's the Winter Soldier. He's got the, he's got the vibranium
0: arm. They gotta show it. <laughs> right. Something. So he rips the sleeve off and just jumps hey, out, out of the yeah, out of plane.
1: No, no, continue. Because I, I do have a comment to make once you get to the end of <laughs> and, this, uh, this portion of the scene.
0: Yeah, so he, he jumps out, and he's like, Aah! you know, basically crashes to earth, uh, you know, it hit like hits every fucking tree branch he can on the way down, and then just splat landed on his back.
1: Now, I watched this happen, and I went, what do you mean you're going to jump out of the plane and use your vibranium arm to grab tree?" Like, I thought they were going to do it in like more of an expert way where he uses his arm to the vibranium arm to grab a tree and then just slowly let himself go down or but he'd have to do it upside down because otherwise his legs and stuff would run into branches but no he just like fell and put his arm out to hit branches on the way down and I'm sitting here like guy you do know your arm is still anchored to you (laughs) <laughs> That's not how physics works. And and the entire episode, they have been they it, the entire episode, it's like they forget what vibranium is. Like they forget why the metal is so special and why it is so rare and valuable because first off, regardless of the vibranium if you jump out with any kind of metal arm that's attached to your body because you lost a limb and you do what Bucky just did, it would just rip the arm out of your body. <laughs> that's how physics works. You, you, th- that doesn't work. Even if Bucky is a super soldier, that's not how that works. And understand that a super soldier isn't Thor. A super soldier isn't Thor. A super soldier isn't the Hulk. We're we're talking about a super... Think of a super soldier as a person who is at peak human physical condition twice over, right? They can... Right, they're without the wear out, and they're like twice as strong as a person, uh, two to three times. I'll say two to three times stronger than a person at peak human physical condition, and that means reflexes and everything. Right, Uh, you're you're just talking about a person who's in comparison to other metahumans is only slightly above a normal human being. They're not bulletproof. They can still be, you can still just shoot Bucky or Captain America in the face and they will die. Like,
0: <laughs> so right.
1: physics still applies to them. So even for a superhuman, him jumping out and doing that actually probably should have killed him.
0: Right, but then
1: it would just, yeah, wow. Well. Winter Soldier. I mean, if Bucky's going to continue <laughs> doing stupid shit like that, maybe Falcon would be better off by himself. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, then, you know, after, after he splats, then you hear, um, you see Red Wing, uh, like, floating above him. And then Sam's like, oh, you, you got to know I got all that on tape. <laughs> and then Bucky's like, mm-hmm. get that thing out of my face or I'm going to break it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they, uh, so he meet, so he meet, they meet up in, in like a building, and, and they're still and they still have the, the kind of animosity. Um, it, it, it's like like they don't. How can I how can I best describe it? Like they haven't reached that level yet. So they're still being, basically being dicks to each other. And right, let me see here. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I forgot to mention, because it actually comes up twice in this episode. Um, Sam mentions the big three, right? And uh, and Bucky's like, what's the big three? Well, androids, aliens, and wizards. And Bucky's like, you know, wizards don't exist, right? He's like, you've, you've never read... Uh, Lord of the Rings. He's like, yeah, I read it when it came out in 1937. Now, what about Doctor Strange? Oh, he's a sorcerer. Ah, ah, ah. sorcerer I mean, Sam has, has a point.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly never thought of it that way, but he's actually a hundred percent correct. He's a hundred percent right because every time you look, you do a wizard. They always have the hat, and then you do a sorcerer, and they're doing basically the same thing. They just don't have a hat. <laughs>
0: Right, so they're so they're uh, in this. I, I don't want to say it's an abandoned building, but they they're in a building, and um, Red Wings already scouting, and and Bucky's like, well, you know, let's just go, you know, just go beat the shit out. And Sam's like, no, 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 you know, got to hang on for a second. And then, uh, you know, Bucky just starts walking. You know, walks away, goes over to where uh, to where the, the uh, entrance to the warehouse is, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny that uh, when he was walking, Sam's all like, "Oh, so stealthy, like the White Panther," and and Bucky's like, eh, "It's White Wolf, actually." So I guess that was a thing when he uh, was in Wakanda. When
1: I think it's either in game or infinity war where he comes back to being Bucky and he spends time recuperating in Wakanda with, uh, with the black Panther's sister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I guess they, they named him the white wolf when he was there. And, uh, so you know he he's saying that Bucky gets to a you know a hiding spot to see what's going on and then like instantly there's Sam standing next to him <laughs> and and, I, and you see like that that instant of like what, what, how the fuck did you get here so quickly and then they're like all right, well there's only two of them Look, you know let's go take them out and, and Sam's like oh, no no and then he starts tapping on his wrist on his wrist pad it's like oh there's only two huh yeah only two oh uh, uh, well, how many is there now? Can you see how many there are now? There's like five of them. And just like, like purposefully being, being an asshole, I guess, just to be an asshole. Cause he doesn't want to deal with that shit. Right. You know, at the moment. And we, we also see them like these, these people are, are lifting like these 55 gallon drums and like pallets, like metal pallets with, you know, supplies, just lifting them up like they're toys. Right. Right. And it's like, yeah, so they're strong. We can still take them. And we find out there's actually more than just two of them. And they get everything loaded up. And then that's when Sam is, like, scanning the area. And you and you see, like, a person sitting inside the, the trailer of, of the truck that they just loaded up. And it's like, oh, we got a hostage. And then that's when Bucky just takes off running after him. And then Sam follows suit. Uh, Bucky and like like he just power runs like right out the out the warehouse onto the street and then just jumps up onto the truck and opens the door and steps inside. It's like, well, they've got medical supplies and vaccines. And then you see this uh, this light skinned girl kind of poke her head out. And then you know, goes back in and, and Bucky's like, Hi. You know, are you okay? How you know, are, you know? How are you doing? Then she just smiles at him, and Sparta and Spartan kicks his ass right out of the, the yeah. truck and onto the window of the truck behind. Him. Like, oh, so, so they're they're dealing with powered people, and we find that we come to find out that uh, all these rebels or you know however you want to call them the flag smashers, have or some been version of it in
1: any case. Here.
0: yeah and so you know they're they're having the uh, the fight on top of the of the two trucks and they're getting their asses handed to them and then all of a sudden here comes Captain America jumps jump uh, I think he threw the shield from the helicopter then caught it and then jumped out started giving giving help then the sidekick like Tarzan swings from the helicopter knocking people off you know well not off the truck but like he knocks them from the top and then they grab the the side and unfortunately uh the light-skinned girl mm. broke red wing so ripped red wing <laughs> like she just grabs it smashes it on her knee and bucky's like man
1: yeah. <laughs> I-, I, I like, like that she was such a proactive opponent that she did that most would have just like w- tried to go for it and either missed or just wouldn't have just destroyed it immediately like they should have so I'm glad that she was so proactive about that
0: right so so they're they're fighting uh, Bucky gets knocked off and and here's probably another uh, part where you would be like that's not how physics works like he gets knocked off he uses his arm to grab the, the side of the trailer and just like rips the you know, rips it the whole way down until he hits the, the pavement and he's you know holding, holding on for, for dear life with his vibranium arm. And then the, the thing that, that I thought was like, why? So one of the, one of the rebels, you know, climbs down onto the side yeah, and starts um... trying to kick his arm like, it's a vibranium arm. What, uh, it actually it's more do, than that because I was feet. watching
1: that scene and I was like, and I was with you on that. I was like, this makes no sense. Also, his kicks would be completely ineffective. It, that, that's why I said earlier. It seems like the people who who are writing the show have forgotten what vibranium is and what its special property means. Vibranium isn't a special metal because it's indestructible like adamantium. It's actually not indestructible like adamantium. Uh, Adamantium, which is the metal on Wolverine's bones, is like a super hard, durable metal that cannot be destroyed at all. It can only be melted down. That is not how vibranium works. Vibranium isn't a super hard, durable metal. What vibranium does is it completely negates kinetic energy. That's why it's indestructible, because you, right. there's if, if it's if something that negates kinetic energy means there's no friction, there's no impact, there's no force, nothing. It nullifies one of the fundamental laws of physics. So the fact that this dude is kicking his arm, he shouldn't even right. have been moving it because it would be it would be negating all of the force he was putting into his kicks. Like, it's All why right. Cap Shield was so <laughs> powerful. Yeah.
0: Go for it, dude! <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's I mean, why he could it block. It uh, it's thing. why he yeah. it could block uh, Iron Man's blast. It's why he could take Thor's hammer Bullet. on it because it negates that physical force.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yep. So, so they end up losing the fight. Um, yep. You know, uh, Falcon flies underneath the uh, the two trucks to grab Bucky before any more no damage can be done to his arm. And then uh, Cap's partner gets knocked off the, the back of the truck. So Walker throws the shield underneath him with perfect timing, and is he, he's skids to a stop on the, on the road. And then he, uh, then cap gets, I think, I think she's Spartan kicked his ass off the truck too. And, uh, he lands conveniently into a Mercedes that's behind the, the truck now. And so that kind of ends the fight. Then we have, uh, Bucky and Sam just look kind of walking on the road, you know, bitching and moaning basically. And then this weird military, I guess it's like a German military vehicle or something pulls up and there's cap and, and battle star is uh, his sidekick's name. And this is where the, the funny thing happens. So like Walker's like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be the best captain America. I can be this and that. And then battle stars, you know, chimes in with something. And, oh, yeah, like the first thing said, uh, Walker says is, is, he He brings up Bucky staring, and then Sam's like, you get used to it. And then so when uh, when Battlestar speaks up, Bucky turns to him and he's like, who are you? It's like, oh, I'm Battlestar. And Bucky's like, Battlestar, stop the car. <laughs> and just fucking jumps out. Uh, I thought it was funny, like, "Oh, your name is Battlestar. What? What?
1: I <laughs> kind of stopped paying attention at that point. Like, but and what also gets me is that Sam is being so hostile as well, and he's the one who gave up the shield. Like, he he's in he's been in the military. Both him and Bucky are from the military they should both understand the position of the guy who has been who's also a, a soldier and is handed the captain america shield and told by his government we want you to be the new symbol of our country like like sam said no he for his own God. reasons <laughs> why would you expect because you said no that everybody else is everybody else is also supposed to say no like i their their outrage is warranted. Their animosity towards the guy who took up the shield is—I just don't feel that it is, at least not yet.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, it will be. <laughs> so, um, so they they both get out and and walk off like they're they take a sidewalk to I guess a a, a small village or something that's there and uh, we also find when they're I think it's at this part at this point where Sam is starting to wonder you know how are there super soldiers you know and Bucky's like oh you need to meet someone and I thought this was interesting now I don't know if this was in the comics or not but evidently there was yeah, a black i don't know if it's in the soldier.
1: comics or not this okay so i'm going to say something up front this episode was a lot of virtue signaling like and like i said i don't know if this guy <laughs> was originally in the comics but so there's a black super soldier i think the important thing is that there was a, another super soldier outside of cap not that he's black asian white or latino or whatever so the fact that they even made the comment when he was walking up to the house with bucky he ran into the two kids that he knows and one of them was like yeah my dad calls you the black falcon and he was like why because i'm black And he's like well he's like oh so is that does that mean you're black kid like they literally pointed it out and then they immediately do it the moment they get up to the house. So I don't know if they were making fun of it or if they're just completely unaware of what they just did. It's like who cares if he is a who cares if he's black? The reveal is that there was another super soldier at the same time as Captain America. That's the important thing. <sighs>
0: yeah, well so there was another super soldier during the time Captain America and right. Winter Soldier were active. You know, back this 50 years back or, or whatever. And uh, so we find out that uh, th- this guy Isaiah is his name uh, was dropped into onto the Korean Peninsula and fought Bucky uh, when he was Winter Soldier. Ripped half his arm off, and uh, but then when uh, when Sam starts asking questions, you know that's that's when we see Isaiah take like this metal tin and just throw it into the wall, and then that's when we find out, oh shit, he's powered too, and then then he you know they press him a little more, and then that's when he's like, get out of my house. You know, you know, screaming because he, this guy is obviously very, very pissed off, and and probably rightfully so, because you know, Bucky called him a hero, and then he's like, well, you know what they did to me? They threw me in jail for thirty years, and then they, you know, they experimented on me and, and all this, and that, and we find we get the, we get the idea that these new super soldiers are running around because of this guy. And so, so they get kicked out, and uh, Sam starts just like yelling at Bucky. You know, they're walking up the street, and he's just yelling at them, like, how come nobody? How come you never told anybody that there was a, a black super soldier?
1: Mm. And then the cops show. And up. this was this this was the second and virtue of course signaling. I have something to point out about <laughs> right. this because I, this is not, Sorry. I think there are three times when they do this virtue I think there are three times of this virtue signaling bullshit because they do it with Isaiah and they do it here on the street I when the cops pull up but continue
0: yeah, and they're like, they're like yeah, let me see some IDs like I ain't got ID like, and, then the, and then the guy looks to Bucky he's like is this guy bothering you and <laughs> yeah. Sam's getting rightfully pissed off Until Until the, the other officer you know, Turns around and whispers They're Avengers And then the, the, the officer just like stops In his tracks Realization hits He's like mm-hmm. oh my god Mr. Wilson I am so sorry
1: uh, Like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here And I'm watching the scene And I was like oh this is some virtue signaling bullshit Because first off it, it, Don't get me wrong and I was even thinking about the scenario. I was like, this scenario,
0: hmm? and you cut out. Oh,
1: am I back? David, can you hear me? Hello? David, if you can hear me, I now can't hear you. Still oh, there? Can you hear me? There- Oh, I think we're cutting in and out. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Oh, this goddamn, goddamn service. Oh, we'll probably have to disconnect and reconnect. Well, let's just do that. All right. Uh, if
0: if the audience can still hear me, we'll be right back.